Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. Can you believe this is the last podcast of 2020? What a year and what an episode I have for you today. So today I'm taking you through the very confusing and amazing journey of Maya Geller of Stuff That Works. So I'll let Maya tell you her full story, but Maya takes us through her journey with a very intimate and life-altering issue that she dealt with for almost half of her life with absolutely no relief for a really long time. It really wasn't until Maya started sharing about her experiences in Facebook or on a Facebook group that she found out there were many other women out there dealing with a similar issue. Maya has a couple of like big pieces throughout her healing journey and like I said I'll let her explain all that in the episode but the interesting thing is that her journey actually brought her to the company Stuff That Works. Stuff That Works is a company that helps people learn which treatments work best for their condition using smart AI-based crowdsourcing. It's a super interesting platform that I have dived into a little bit, dove into a little bit and learned. Um, It's just a cool way to talk and communicate with other people who have similar issues to you. And one of the things that's really interesting is that you can go in there if you know what chronic illness you have or maybe you don't. So it's super interesting. I loved getting to know Maya and her story is just really very, very interesting. I know that you all will love it and then learning about stuff that works I think will help anybody in their chronic illness or just any type of healing journey. So make sure that you subscribe to the Chronically Healing Podcast if you haven't already, but let's jump into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jessie, and I'm so excited for you guys to be here today. Today, we are speaking with Maya Geller. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. to finally see you. (laughs) I know. We've been chatting over email um, for what seems like forever, (laughs) but like I'm so excited to finally talk to you face-to-face, well, camera-to-camera here on Zoom, but why don't we jump right in? Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, where you are, and yeah, just let us know about you. Yeah. Um, so hi, my name is Maya. I'm from Israel. I'm 33 years old. And right now I work um, as a community manager mm-hmm. on a startup that is called Stuff That Works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got there because of my story with healing and with chronic conditions. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's a long one. Yeah. It's going to well, be a long one. Yeah. I'm excited to jump in. When I was 12, I got an itch. I went to the toilet one day mm-hmm. and I started getting an itch in the perineum area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very surprising. It was like I was a young girl uh, just going to pee and this itch showed up. Um, and I was like, okay, I peed, I went out. And since then it appeared, it showed up every day and was very, very, uh, hard to handle. It was Mm -hmm. like, um, making some, like, it was difficult for me to, to pee. It was, um, uncomfortable. It was really embarrassing actually to, 
uh, talk about it, even with my mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what do you say? Like, what do you say? <laughs> so I, I just started using what we had around the house. Mm. Um, I had a baby sister, so she had this uh, creams for diaper rash. And I started using this and I said, okay, it's going to be fine. Uh, but it didn't. And this itch kept on coming every day mm. and uh, to the point where it really uh, interrupted even my sleep at night. I decided to, of course, talk to my mom about it. And then uh, we started a series of doctors, you know, like going yeah. and checking what it was. So uh, we went to a dermatologist and a gynecologist and several other doctors to get an observation of what it is and they couldn't see anything there was just like a small dot like not even see that they couldn't see with their eyes like they had to use these uh how do you call them like microscopes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. microscopes that are directed like in between your legs yeah yeah <laughs> so fun uh, yeah it was so much fun yeah <laughs> as a young girl to experience <laughs> all these uh, different uh, doctors um, and they couldn't see anything and the only thing they told me is like here you go use steroids this is all we can offer mm. and off you go and um, so basically I started using steroids every day and like for periods of time which i don't know if you know but they make the skin really really thin so if it's a private area like the one i had this itch coming from um it was like impossible to live with it was really because you yeah it was like a day-to-day handling this situation and seeing how I can make it easier on myself using this cream and then like other methods that I picked up along the way. Mm -hmm. I was very curious about it. Like I, I, I couldn't take this answer and say, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to live my life. So even as a young girl of like 13, um, I started like um, searching for techniques and mm. methods that were like not uh, conventional medicine and uh, luckily I had my mom who was really open to this idea and supported it both financially and um, like going with me to different types of methods like um, we went to Naturopaths. Mm, yeah, naturopaths. Uh, mm -hmm. Naturopaths, yeah. We went to acupuncture, we went to acupuncture, mm. naturopaths, uh, homeopathic treatments, healing, like in the like next step was like healing and restoration of incarnation, like all kinds of different yeah. methods. And to try and find the reason for this itch. And them as well, like they didn't have an answer to it, but I tried everything and I was really open to, to seeing like, what can it be? Mm -hmm. What can it be? Where is the source? Where does yeah. it come from? But unfortunately, it 
it didn't lead me to an answer back then. I was also very much into finding out like in the conventional medicine, like what can be done. And the only thing that could be done was to take a biopsy and see if it wasn't cancerous or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I did that and the answer, the answer came back. It was uh, free of cancer cells, but the itch kept on going. So just when I was 30, yeah, no, I want to go back a little bit because when I was 20 something, I went to a, like a professional uh, gynecologist in this, in this area. And she, and she said that they had um, contact dermatitis. Mm. Um, and at that point I really changed everything. Like my whole routine changed and I started wearing only a hundred percent cotton underwear and yeah. starting using other soaps and, um, panty liners and everything changed like completely, mm -hmm. but it didn't help like one bit. I mean, uh -huh. I changed really my whole routine and I was really excited about it because I thought, okay, there you go. Now it's, now it's, now it's going to kick in. Now I found like the, the name for it. Um, but unfortunately it didn't do anything. I felt like I was handling, you know, uh, like I was having a more like a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't changing anything. How frustrating. Um, so frustrating. So frustrating. Really. It was, I ended up like really feeling helpless, mm -hmm. like saying, okay, this is going to be my, this, I need to find a way to live with it. And I went and I, of course, went to mindfulness sessions and started to understand for myself, how do I live with this by my side? How, I, how do I live with this? situation, mm -hmm. chronic, I didn't even call it like a chronic condition. I, I wasn't talking about it to anyone. It was really very, very private. Yeah. And so this is now <laughs> very different from how I used to, like how I lived for 20 years, like secretly, super secret about it and embarrassed and feeling a bit like, you know, I have no one to talk to about it. Yeah. Yeah, and when I was 30, it was three years ago, my mom found out about this uh, food intolerance blood test. Mm. And she was really excited about it. We didn't think, she, she wasn't like coming up with this idea about the itch. She was just telling me that she found a new method that I haven't tried yet, yeah, which yeah. was rare, yeah. <laughs> which was really rare. <laughs> Um, so I decided to give it a go. Um, and when I got the results back, I mean, I had a few sensitivities, few food sensitivities. And the one that was like came popped out of the paper was like gluten. Mm. And I was thinking about it because, you know, every method and every nutritionist I went to, I never took off gluten from the menu. I mean, it was always like there in the form of oats or, you know, different types 
of food that contains gluten. It yeah. wasn't, it was never free of it, completely free of it. Um, so I said, okay, let's, let's give it a try. And I took off gluten from my menu. And after just three days, mm. I became like, I, I was reborn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And this itch was gone. Like it was never there before. I was like, so surprised and excited and yeah. really like amazed by this, you know, simple solution. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked that no one on my path, you know, like doctors or even like people from paths, the yeah. I exactly didn't like say this is the first thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they told me to get off like white bread and stuff like that. Okay. Of course, like you took off, you know, these things that are that are known to cause all kinds of fungus. So I I really lived like a very healthy and clean, you know, diet, but it wasn't it wasn't reflected. It wasn't like reflected in how I felt. So that was that. And after like getting super excited about it and actually writing to the doctors I've visited before, like I wrote them this letter like telling them, you know, the doctor that that uh, wrote that I had this contact dermatitis. Oh, yeah. I wrote her back and I was like, listen, maybe there are women out there that they don't have this situation. They don't need to change the entire, their entire routine and lives around this specific, you know, itch. It's just something they eat, something they, that they have on their plates. Yeah. I never got a response back, actually. <laughs> I never got a response back. But yeah. like six, mi- six months after that, like after this, not, not six months, maybe less, I decided that I really wanted to, to write about it. Like in a closed group for women on Facebook, mm-hmm. I felt like through my journey, I've went on so many forums and I've seen and read so many stories of people suffering. And I said, okay, if I can ease somehow someone's pain and tell this story, how intimate and private it was, that will be good. That will be a good thing. I want to do that. So I sat down and wrote this entire story in this closed group. And when I woke up the next day, I was just shocked with the amount of responses it got. Mm. And yeah, it was, it was insane. It was like waking up to a, to like a rain of comments and people like so many people were sharing the same situation. And it was like the first time they could speak about it. Like so many women and in this point, they actually, like, not a few, so many women asked me to share this post, like, on my wall so they can share it and have more people exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a deep breath. It was really like, 
okay. Yeah. Yeah. Am I ready for this? <laughs> Am I ready for this? It was like this snowball that I, I didn't know, you know, I started Yeah. and I said, okay, it is not right now. There is like, I have here some, uh, some new facts that I found and I want to share with people mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just women or also men and I'm just gonna do it mm-hmm. and so I clicked <laughs> the post button and ran away <laughs> <laughs> um, and again found out the next morning that this thing was really way bigger than I could ever imagine like I really I remember coming back to my computer Mm -hmm. and coming back to my computer and just so overwhelmed with the responses and private messages I just started crying it was it was like the first time I felt oh my god I'm not alone in this yeah so common like so many people share this same you know very specific (laughs) condition yeah and wow so I spent like the next month answering like day to night, answering to people, messages and comments. It was really like my day job. I, mm-hmm. I, I was, yeah, I was, I, I had a time off back then and I was just sitting and writing to people like maybe they should, they should start on their own, you know, like have this uh, journal of, um, of food, of like what I ate and how I felt mm-hmm. kind of journal. And um, I, recommended, I recommended everyone to do that, like instead of taking the blood test, because yeah. these blood tests are, you know, private and they're very expensive. And for me, if I knew that this was like uh, such a main ingredient that caused this much pain, I would take it off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So... Of course, I got so many feedbacks back, uh, so many feedbacks like, and people started doing it. And it wasn't, it wasn't just women, it was also men and it was mm-hmm. children. So it was very like vast. I felt like I touched like a point and I saw for the first time how like this radical honesty and some people called me like brave, but I didn't feel that it was brave. I felt like it was information that needed to yeah. get to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that happened, <laughs> um, it, it was really like, just as I said, like a snowball. And I wrote an article about it in a woman's magazine here in Israel. And I started writing for a health magazine called Mint also, which is funny because it was, it was really like a proud moment because I was 13 and started this quest on how to heal myself. Uh, this was the magazine I read, you know, this was like where I went to find out these methods and all these treatments you couldn't read about anywhere else. So writing for them, you know, about different methods that I found to be helpful was very, yeah, very like a a closed circle. Yeah. So that was that. Unfortunately, 
<laughs> or not. I mean, the, the journey went on for me uh, dealing with another chronic condition. I discovered uh, that I had a uterus, uh, a fibroid in my uterus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I started basically on a quest again to find out what to do with that. Mm-hmm. I was smarter now. I was like, uh, I had this experience from this last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I could, and I told myself that I'm not going to suffer for so long, that this is going to be a short, uh, a short term thing that I'm going to use, you know, what I discovered to be so helpful, which was, you know, people like, mm. like Community. I felt that yeah. I gave people, yeah, yeah, I gave people this uh, knowledge that I had. So uh, I'm going to use the internet and I'm going to investigate again and I'm going to see how I can do it and do it quickly mm. uh, this time. And let's say in the conventional medicine, they offered me to have a surgery and I wanted to find women who dealt with this situation and didn't go through surgery. Because if you go through surgery, you then have to go through C-section, like you can't have a natural birth. Oh, okay. And this was something I didn't want to give up so uh, easily about. Yeah. It was important to me and I wanted to be to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can and it was clear to me that the moment I will find out, you know, uh, the next big revelation, I will write about it and it will be beneficial to many other people, uh, many other women, actually. So I started again going deep into forums and writing myself and I became like this center for fibroids somehow like you know um yeah people used to call me i have this you know list of name fibroid you know like uh, maya fibroid neta fibroid <laughs> like these women that saw the, my efforts and my journey and wanted to see what they can do themselves and what they could try mm. and it occurred to me that it was so common, again, so many women suffer from this, from fibroids, even like, it's like one in three women. Wow. And yeah. um, it's not being researched at all. There is no, not even a clue about what is causing them, if it's something that has to do with a diet or, you know, tox- toxics, toxins we have in our food or in different, you know, plastics or whatever yeah and yeah so I had these both like the both of these uh, condition kind of uh, on the same on the same uh, time after writing I'm going back a little bit after writing to to these magazines I decided to approach the company to write to the company that I did this blood test mm-hmm. at the food intolerance and I suggested them that, you know, my story was incredible. It brought so many people over to the company. And I suggested them that maybe I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there are many other symptoms that are getting cured through this blood test. And I was really eager to know and to kind of map it, like what can be solved by food? 
what foods are causing which symptoms. So I went, I went over and it was like really, it was really familiar. Like on the first meeting, we were really on the same page and the company's CEO, Tzvika, uh, the company's name, by the way, is W Lab. The company's CEO was like, you're so right. We need to, to get this uh, information. And I started by, you know, building this questionnaire. Mm-hmm like a generic questionnaire that I would call people that did the blood test and had positive results, uh, a positive experience with it and wanted to ask them like what they've tried, what they took off their diet and how they feel now. And I started writing this, these customers' stories like for the, for the company. It was really amazing how vast and how many symptoms were cured just by you know deleting avoiding some foods some trigger foods and it was really like for for one person it was eggs for the other it was chicken for the third it was black pepper it was really versatile and uh, and interesting to see and i thought they really needed to start collecting this data and to you know to have it like they had this page of customer stories after doing that while doing that actually i went to i started trying this homeopathic treatment for the fibroid like mm-hmm. i was cured from the itch and mm-hmm. i went on like in my journey to find the next thing for this fibroid and through w lab through this company actually they introduced me to this homeopathic um, doctor mm-hmm. and he uh, gave me a treatment that unfortunately or not unfortunately after one day only one day started the itch again oh no and i was yeah i was then gluten free like even not like not even consuming something that uh, may contain gluten it was yeah. like that severe yeah and suddenly it didn't matter what I was eating and the itch came back. It was just there and it was worse. It was worse like to a point that I, I, I just couldn't sleep at night. It was really like, okay, I, everything I believed in, in this point collapsed. Like really, I was like, I had this uh, gluten equals itch in my head. And it wasn't just me. I now, you know, uh, informed Israel about it. (laughs) Like I wrote about it and I talked about it. And it was uh, so many people also believed in it with me. Mm -hmm. And it was like my whole reality and changed. And I couldn't understand where is it coming from then? Like, Mm -hmm. what is the source? Again, what is the source? So I was now having this fibroid and this itch all over again. And in this point, I went to a short trip in Italy and I decided, okay, if I'm, you know, I have this itch, I don't care. I'm going to eat the pasta and the pizza and everything, you know, that I banned myself from for so long, for two years. I'm just going to indulge and to 
eat whatever I want. Yeah. And I learned through that, that my body was really missing it. There was something like, you know, when we forbid something, when we tell ourselves that we can't have something, my body was really craving it mm-hmm. to a point really for a few months, I was just eating, you know, white <laughs> wheat and bread and just everything that I couldn't eat for these, for the past two years. And I was okay with that. I was, I, I was telling myself, okay, you ate so clean. And, you know, I was, I was having times because of the fibroid. I tried some vegan and even uh, raw vegan uh, diets. And I felt like there was no change in my condition. But so I said, okay, it's not changing. I'm just keep, you know, I have these two conditions. The itch is there. So... I'm going to eat whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And in this point, I went back to my post, like to what I wrote on Facebook. And I looked through the comments and I saw a few commenters writing about IPAC, which is a method that I haven't tried <laughs> till that point. And they said that this method is like for food allergies. It's it cures food allergies and sensitivities. And in a cosmic way, somehow, I met the guy who invented and developed this method in Israel mm-hmm. and asked him if he thinks that this can help with my conditions. And he checked, like the IPAC, I will tell you what it stands for. I wrote it down. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it stands for Integrated Physical Emotional Clearing. Okay. Okay, where they see actually the person as a whole, like body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And it treats the sensitivity, like if you have a sensitivity, even for gluten, it treats it in these three levels, not just the body, as I did before. I just cleared the gluten, like I took it off the table, mm-hmm. but I didn't clear the sensitivity from other uh, aspects of my life. This method is based on a muscle test, mm-hmm. like kinesiology and Chinese medicine. Okay. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. A few people wrote that this is what helped them on Mm -hmm. this post and i said maybe it's not it's not me who had the knowledge back then maybe they had like you know a deeper understanding of this situation so i kind of went back to jump forward and i tried this method that actually let's say cured or helped me to get rid of these sensitivities uh, yeah. So today I can eat gluten and I'm each free. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's really now, now really gone. Like I feel that I can scream it uh, <laughs> from the windows and I, I feel like I can understand it better. Like I feel that I can, that I can say, okay, let, let's say for example, how d- does this, these sensitivities even get created? Let's mm-hmm. say. Um, so in IPEC, they say 
if you're a small child sitting by the dinner table and you're eating bread with Nutella, let's say, mm. um, and then your parents start to fight, mm. okay? That creates stress. Yeah. And this stress is now connected to you eating bread with Nutella. And not just bread with Nutella, but the ingredients that these things contain. So, you know, having this stress for a long time affects our system, affects like every part of our body. There are different hormones like uh, that are being produced. Like it's such a long story and it's so, you know, like one thing is integrated uh, to the next and I don't want to forget anything. Like, I feel like all the little details are so important. And yeah, I feel responsible. This is mm -hmm. like, this is what I feel most strongly. Like, I feel responsible for letting people know that there are ways, like that there is knowledge out there and that there are people who are experienced and you don't need to suffer for so long. Like, the knowledge is out there and we just need to to get it like mm -hmm. a ripe apple from a tree like we just need to to reach out and get it mm -hmm. it's not that we're saying go out there and like become a google doctor and like you of know course not. Bully, no. but reaching out and being open about your story even just allows other people to come in who maybe know someone that had a similar experience i mean even since i started being more open about like a while ago about like my thyroid issues and stuff like that, it's much more well known, but there were, you know, tons of people with different ideas and some of them can be really helpful. Um, you know, especially when you're feeling like maybe doctors or medications just aren't helping enough and you need, you yeah. need more. And I think that that's where like community and people, um, and other people's experiences are so important. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And it brings me like to the next uh, uh, part of this journey, uh, which started now, like with the beginning of COVID, when I became this uh, non-efficient uh, worker and everything, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with everything I did, it gave me a lot of time to think about what I want to do or what I want to see in our world regarding chronic situation mm -hmm. and I started to think about this dream platform like a place where people can share their experience with chronic conditions yeah. and tell the world what helped them what worked mm -hmm. for them so other people can just again grab the knowledge I said it well it's not about being a google doctor it's not about going and I mean, for me, I was super curious and I was ready to try everything. Yeah. My conditions were such that, you know, they weren't life threatening, but they were so like they were affecting my day to day life. It they were all, yeah, they were still life altering. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? yeah. Definitely. So for me, I was super curious and I wanted people to have an opportunity to not having to go through everything like I did, like yeah. I tried everything, but just get to the point, like get yeah. to what, what worked. Yeah. Um, so I really started thinking about this dream platform and I wrote a document about 
a space where people can share their journey mm -hmm. and what worked for them and we can get exposed like other people can get exposed to maybe treatments that aren't so familiar and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i wrote this document and released it to a few uh close people one of them is my dad mm -hmm. and two days after i sent over this document he sent me back an article about stuff that works mm. a platform that, <laughs> that was being launched in the US and is based in Israel and it was just what I was thinking about it was wow. created to help people with chronic conditions understand which treatments work best Mm -hmm. And it's based on crowdsourcing and AI and data, like data science. And it basically gathers the information. So the more people feel a report, mm -hmm. I will tell about the report soon, the more personal, personalized the treatment you will get. Mm -hmm. uh, because it will take in consideration consideration your age and your symptoms and everything that you are and everything that you are basically yeah yeah um yeah so so of course that i was i i couldn't sleep that night after mm. getting this uh <laughs> this, yeah uh, yeah this article and i said okay the next day i have to find um i have to find yael elish who is the ceo of the company and um, I have to write her. I have to write her with my story and my journey and to let her know that I had this also in mind and she's just like two years and, and you know, like <laughs> two years ahead. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so the next day I went on a new search and I, figure out, I figured out like a, um, an email from someone in the company. Mm -hmm. I changed the name to Yael, mm -hmm. and I crossed my fingers and hoped <laughs> that it will it will be sent, you know, and it will go uh, um, smooth. Yeah, and it did. And yeah, right now I work for stuff that works. Mm -hmm. I am a community manager there, mm -hmm. uh, which means that uh, which means that I'm. Um, Basically, I live the communities and what they talk about and I go through what happens on the site every day mm -hmm. and see what are the needs uh, technologically and also like in content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's still like developing, but trying to have this uh, personal connection. I mean, on stuff that works, we we're based on data, you know, like the personal stories become the big data. It yeah. becomes like the navigation for, for people with chronic illnesses. Um, so I am, I am again, like going into the little stories, like into the people that are being a part of these big data that mm -hmm. are like, um, yeah. That's so awesome to be able to like, <laughs> to really, you know, work somewhere where like 
you feel pulled. It feels purposeful. And like, it was literally something you were thinking about, you know, that's such, that's such an awesome thing to do. And I'm, I'm so happy for you. That's so, that's such like a wonderful thing to be able to do. So if people were interested, like, can you kind of explain, you don't have to go like super deep level, but like, if someone were to sign up, what, what would, what do you do on the platform? Sure. So first of all, they go to stuffthatworks.health. Um, we also have Facebook pages and mm-hmm. we have um, Instagram pages where they can find us, of our communities, of different communities. Um, but when they go on stuffthatworks.health, they can search for their condition mm-hmm. and then they have to fill a report Mm-hmm. It's a generic report with like 60 questions. It's a bit long, but it's worth it because yeah. we're gathering all the data, all the information about, the, about this situation. And once they fill a report, the community is open for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that they are able to see a chart with the most effective treatments, a chart of symptoms like most indicative symptoms, uh, or versus the most reported symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives them a clue about, um, like they can, they can write in, a, in the discussion board and chat with other members and basically feel less alone mm-hmm. in this, with their condition, which is, I think is a super important ingredient in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to learn from the insights that are being gathered. And, you know, as more people join the platform, uh, the more we know about each condition. It's, it's funny because like really, like really early into opening a condition page, you can see comorbidities with other conditions. You can see symptoms that you didn't think that were, uh, a part of this condition. So it's, I think, super important and uh, necessary in our world. It's these little like research, research communities that are getting bigger and bigger and asking, um, asking important questions. Also, I have to say that like all the questions being asked on the discussion board are also gathering data. Mm. Um, and it basically gives, you know, uh, some power to the patients, you know, the people who are actually dealing with these situations uh, day to day. They know it best. No one else can tell, you know, my story <laughs> the same way I do. And, and yeah, it's, I think, a great place to, to join and to, like, it's a new kind of... Uh, I don't know, like a family that can assist you to go through and also like very knowledgeable, you know. It's like a a whole bunch of different communities put into one organized place that just continues to grow. And so not only are you like helping future 
members by like sharing your experience, but you're also being able to take in all of this information from other people without having to search 35 Facebook groups and like, you know, exactly. Search online. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about my post that is like written three years ago and it's buried somewhere (laughs) on Facebook. And I mean, here, all the all these stories are gathered into data that is well organized and we can really study from it and we work with like medical advisors and our wish is to you know uh have research done by the data that we that we gather on the platform yeah so it becomes like even bigger and you know doctors definitely. and practitioners know about definitely that. Yeah. definitely they want to take part in it and for me, it's also like the curiosity of people, you, you know, I, I talked earlier about fibroids and we don't know nothing about it, but when the, there will be a community of fibroids, maybe we can see similar symptoms and, you know, different points that can point us and direct us to clearer view of this chronic condition. Yeah. So yeah, so it's very, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. It sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to, <laughs> to do it. Um, Register. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. But the, the, so it's like you fill out this information, but then there's also like the community side to it, right? Can you communicate with other people? Yeah. Definitely, yeah. You, we have a um, discussion board. Okay. And like people who wish their report, like the report, the report you fill will be visible. Uh, people can get in and read your report, read about your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have this uh, social media, you know, uh, discussion board where people can write what they, how they experience their day. And it is really like a big a wonderful support group mm-hmm. so you know it's not just like the the data side it's also the interaction among users which is great to see and take part in yeah yeah I think it, it just hits on every part of people with chronic issues of just one feeling alone and two feeling like they just don't they don't know where to go. I feel like I've talked to so many people on this podcast who hit a point where they're like, I just don't know what to do next. Right. And then they, you know, via tons of trial and tribulation, (laughs) find, find something, but this being just such an easier piece in the process that could be really helpful to a lot of people, I think. Definitely. Definitely. It gives you like a, like a map of, Mm what you can try next. What, is, what are the treatments that uh, have been tried the most and what are the most effective ones? And you can decide, like you can cipher and decide, okay, what do you wanna try next? And see and talk to people who've tried it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I wanted to find, I, I didn't say earlier, but I, on my fibroid uh, quest, I couldn't find one person who didn't, go through surgery yeah and I decided to go through surgery myself mm-hmm. and last week I met a woman 
one woman that I was talking to and she she reached out and asked me about my I mean I reached out to her asking her what she tried and then we stayed in touch and uh, she decided because of my experience you know to go on and have a surgery instead of waiting for so long mm. you know so it really makes I mean, of course, she went to see doctors yeah, and everyone. Yeah. It's not me advising her to do, to take yeah. on, uh, surgery, yeah. but she went to doctors and I mean, the process was easier. Mm. She could learn from some, someone who went through this journey and she didn't have to suffer for six years before she decides to take this step. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like it can make things way easier. Mm -hmm. in, a, in a way yeah give you like new ideas to look into and things like that yeah and then you of course you decide for yourself you do get medical advice also like but it's I, I feel it's a game changer mm -hmm. it's really a game changer. yeah I agree so if people were interested in signing up they just go to stuff that works dot health health right? yeah 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 and they, they look too so people can just oh, click it too <laughs> good i think it's such a a cool idea and just a, like a space that it's just going to be so helpful especially in the age of like social media like we were talking about and things can are just hard to find and you don't know you know what's true what's not true things like that so i think that it's it's a really awesome opportunity for people to find community and to also maybe get a few ideas on on how they could start living a better life too so I, I loved hearing your story and all about stuff that works and everybody I'll have everything linked in the, in the show notes and in the blog post as well as like any Instagram or Facebook, like I'll, I'll link all of your social media as well. But is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? I just wish, you know, uh, people would know that they can find solutions and feel better. It's mm -hmm. like, it's possible. It's really, I've changed my life in such a dramatic way and it was possible because of the experience of other people and we can really learn from each other and, and have this journey done, like, like enjoy the journey, you know, yeah. enjoy, enjoy it. And remember that things are constantly, constantly changing. Like, you know, one day you're, <laughs> you're itch free, the next day it comes back. But you know, there's, I mean, for me, I found a solution. And I, I think that there are many methods and ways out there that people can benefit from. I love that. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was wonderful getting to know you and to hear about stuff that works. Thank you, Jesse. It was really nice talking about about everything with you.